I'm so glad you're joining us today on Awaken to Grace. We are in the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, in a message called, When God Makes a Way. We're going to go over to Exodus 14, and we're going to see that when God pins us in, as he did the children of Israel, God has a way of making a way through the sea and a path through the mighty waters. If you need help from heaven today, I know this sermon is going to greatly encourage you. We'll go to Isaiah chapter 43. I have said a great deal already in the 9 a.m. service. I had no idea I preached so long last Sunday. If you were here last Sunday, had I known it, I would have had bagged lunches brought in for everybody. I did not know. I mean, had they not come on up, I I would have still been talking to now. I had so much in my heart to share, and I enjoyed it. (laughs) Thank you. Amen. (laughs) I'm going to try to be brief today. Of course, I say that all the time, but... You that's been here for a while, you just roll your eyes and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I shared a lot what God had given me in the 9 a.m., and I think the 11 a.m. is going to be very different today. Uh, A sense that the Lord has not finished working in in our worship time. uh, So let, let me just share a couple things with you. Isaiah chapter 43, as most of you know, I'm unable to see the text, so... I'll try to go from memory, and you pray that the Lord will help me and enable me to do that. In Isaiah 43, verse 16, the Bible says, thus says the Lord. I love that phrase. Anytime I read that in the Bible, my ears, they just perk up a little more. Verse 16, thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters. Today I want to talk to you about how God can make a way when God makes a way. There may be some of you in our midst today or perhaps many listening online that when you look at your circumstance, when you look at, the, at where your life is right now at the moment, you see no way out of whatever it is that you're facing. And I realize that there are two primary groups of people that I'm speaking to today that I feel that the Holy Spirit's speaking to today. And the one group would be those who would say, "I, I don't know if God has the ability to help me. Well, let me tell you, my friend, God has the ability to turn things in your life. God has the ability to take what is bad and what is harmful and what is negative and what is not healthy and what has been destructive, and God has the ability to turn it and work it for good. He absolutely has that ability, and I'm going to show you in a moment. But there's another group that I want to talk to today, and it's not that group that would say necessarily, I don't know if God can. It's this group that would say, I know with all of my heart that God can. I don't understand why he won't. Have you ever been in a season like that? Have you ever been in a season where it felt like you prayed with all of your might, yet nothing changed? 
you felt as though you called upon the name of God in the best way you knew how, and yet it seemed as though God was uninterested. I'm gonna show you today out of the authority of the word of God why God will so often lead us into difficulties. But let me tell you the good gospel news. If God so chooses to lead us in, you better know God knows how to lead us through and God will lead us out. That is a fact. And if you're someone listening today that you say, sure, I believe God can. Yes, I believe God has the ability, but I don't understand why he's not listening. I'm gonna show you some things today. That I, It's my prayer that after you hear the word of God today, you will feel the help of heaven. And as Psalm 57 says, God will send help from heaven for you and you'll feel that kind of help. Verse 16, Isaiah 43, thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings forth chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down and will not rise. They are extinguished, quenched like the wick. Clearly, Isaiah is referring to the crossing of the Red Sea. Clearly, he's referring to the Egyptian army that came to pursue the people of God and God utterly extinguished them. While keeping your finger in Isaiah 43, flip over to, Isaiah, to uh, Exodus chapter 14. Let me show you just a couple of things and Lord willing, I'm gonna be brief and to the point. A couple of things that I want you to see today, Exodus chapter 14, I never saw this until this week. I love preaching Exodus 14. I love this chapter. The entire chapter is riveting. The entire chapter is God-inspired and it just will breathe life into you and it will stir to you in shaky times. Exodus chapter 14, I want you to notice what God says to Moses, God says to Moses, I want you to go and encamp and face the Red Sea. Now, here is what I never saw previous to this week. The Lord told Moses where to camp. Always knew that. Always knew that God pinned them in. But here's what I didn't understand. God told Moses, I am going to harden Pharaoh's heart. Pharaoh is going to come in hot pursuit after you. The armies of Israel are going to come, but I'm going to deliver you. And when God told Moses, I am going to harden Pharaoh's heart, it was then that God did the work. I never saw that before. The way I pictured the crossing of the Red Sea, and I've had the opportunity to visit the Red Sea. I was at just one small portion of the Red Sea, and I could not believe how large this body of water was. It felt like you were at the ocean, sandy seashores. And I mean, it was as far as your eye could possibly see, and it just looked like a beautiful ocean, and it's so large, it's so vast. 
And in my mind's eye, I always pictured Israel seeing the Egyptians in the distance and Moses not knowing what to do and Moses trying to calm everyone down and everyone's panicking and Moses all the while going, God, what do I do? What do I do? But here's what I never saw. God told Moses before he ever hardened Pharaoh's heart. This is what's going to happen. What I'm finding in my current difficulty, what I'm finding in this struggle, in this valley, in this trial of vision loss is God is very quick to tell me what's going on. Now, just like Moses, he didn't know how God was going to deliver. He didn't know the way that God was going to make. He didn't understand all of that. But here's the one thing Moses knew is God was orchestrating the events. In the same way, I don't know how God is going to heal me. I don't know when God is going to heal me. I don't know the miracle that God's going to do or how he's going to come about doing it. But I do know one thing. God's not leaving me alone and to myself. He's talking. He's sharing. And today, if there are things going on in your life where you look around and you go, I don't see a way, I want to tell you God will make a way. If you look around and you say, I don't see how God can move, let me tell you, he can move because the Bible says he will make a way through the sea. He will make a path through the mighty waters. That's a promise of God and it's for us. And so God hardens the heart of Pharaoh. You can read it right there in chapter 14. God hardens his heart. He says to those around him, he says, call for all of my captains. Get the chariots, get the horsemen, get, get every, you know what he's calling for? He's getting every Navy SEAL, he's getting every Green Beret, he's getting the best of the best of his armies, and they're going to go get the children of Israel. For 400 years, they were enslaved to the Egyptians. And that affliction multiplied the people of God. Let me tell you, affliction in our life will multiply things. It'll multiply praying. It will multiply thanksgiving. It'll multiply praise. It will multiply faith. It will multiply trust in the Lord. Once they let them go, Pharaoh said, what have I done? You, some of you know the story. If you don't know, you need to go back and read because it's riveting. God sends the 10 plagues upon the land of Egypt. But you know where the people of God lived? The people of God lived in Goshen. Not down here in Hawkins County. Goshen as in in Egypt. Not one plague came to Goshen. Not one plague came to the people of God. Amen. God protected his people. The 10th plague came and it broke the will of the Egyptian people. It broke the will of the Pharaoh and he let the Israelites go, but now he's changed his mind and he goes, what have I done? And here's what they concluded. The wilderness has shut them in. Let's go after them. Now see, you would think that it was Pharaoh who called all of his chariots. Pharaoh who called all of his horsemen. Pharaoh who called his army and every warrior. But no, 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 no. It wasn't Pharaoh. It was God Almighty. Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty water. Who brings forth chariot and horse. See, Pharaoh thought he, no, no, it was God doing it. Army and warrior, it wasn't Pharaoh's call, it was God's call. 
And what does the Bible say? God struck them down and they will never rise again. What did he say? They are extinguished. They are quenched like the wick. You know what that tells me? God is able. Listen, God orchestrates the things of my life and those things that Satan would try to use, those things that Satan would try to oppose me with, God has the ability to quench them. God has the ability to extinguish them. And I'm telling you today, if you're listening and you're someone that you feel like you're trapped, you're ensnared by some addiction, you're trapped into some kind of affair, let me tell you, God can deliver you. And you listen and you go, I don't know how I could walk away. No, God will deliver you. God will rescue you. And God has an ability to quench things in our life. He has the ability to extinguish things in our life. And what did Moses tell the people of God? Moses said, these Egyptians that you see today, you will never see them again. How did Moses know that? Because God was talking to Moses. Before they ever saw the Egyptians coming, God was talking to him. And let me tell you the ability that I'm trying to learn in my own life through this own difficulty. I'm trying to learn Jeremiah 33.3, call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you the great and the hidden things that you know not. Do you understand what I'm saying? God will tell you things about your life. God will share with you things that only the Spirit of God can reveal to you when you seek them in prayer. And because Moses sought the face of God, he knew Pharaoh was coming before Pharaoh knew he was coming. He knew that God was going to harden Pharaoh's heart before Pharaoh knew his heart was even hardened. Is that not fascinating to you? And when the rubber hit the road, And they felt the rumble of the earth as the most powerful military force of that day came in hot pursuit of them. They had no weapons. They couldn't defend themselves. They had no ability to fight. They had no training. They didn't have anything to fight with. And as they saw the Egyptian army approaching, what were they able to do? Moses was able to call on the name of the Lord. And you know what we find? That's all that you need. Some of you are here today and you're weak today. You're struggling today. You're barely holding on. And you're saying to yourself, I don't have anything to fight with. I don't even have a will to fight anymore. No, let me tell you what Moses told the people. Are you ready for this? Say amen if you're ready. I wish we had seatbelts. I'd tell you to fasten them. Listen, listen to what he said. Exodus chapter 14, verse number 13. Read it for yourself. Look what he says. Here's what Moses said. Fear not. Stand still. See the salvation of the Lord. I think God would say the same thing to us today. Fear not. Stop being afraid. Fear not. God's on our side. He's with us. You and I don't have one promise. We don't have three promises. We don't have five. We don't have 50. We don't have 100. We have thousands of promises in the Bible. And every one of them are yes and amen through Christ Jesus. Every single one of them. What is there to fear? If God be for you, who can be against you? What is there to fear? God would say to us, fear not. People ask me all the time, Chad, you must be so afraid. Chad, you must be, let me tell you, sometimes I gotta pinch myself because and, 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 I'm telling you, I'm at perfect peace. I have no fear, no fear. I, I'm learning, I mean, things are different. I, I told Sadie this week, 
we got a Roomba for Christmas. You know what those Roombas are, right? And I said, I feel like a Roomba. I just bounce into things and bounce off and I figure out where I'm at and I just learn the room and keep going. (laughs) Some of you are Googling right now, what's a Roomba? (laughs) Let me tell you, there's no fear in my heart. Because the Bible says perfect love has cast out all fear. I've not been given a spirit of fear. I've been given a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. The Bible says fear not. Fear not. That's a command. Fear not. And you know what he says? Stand still. Let me tell you what God's doing in me right now. I shared with the 9 a.m. and I'll try to share quicker this time. But uh, let me just tell you very person. uh, uh, few things that are personal. I'm always antsy. Anybody else always antsy? I'm antsy. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a type A personality. I mean, if I have an hour to kill, uh, let me tell you, I'll squeeze everything I can squeeze out of that hour. I can't stand to waste time. I can't stand to go slow. I can't stand to slow down. And through this valley, through this test, I know what God's doing. Sometimes I'll grumble and I'll complain to the Lord. Things are slow in life and I'm slowing down. And the Lord will tell me, Psalm 23, the Lord will say, Chad, I am making you lie down in green pastures. I am leading you beside still waters. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. The other night, and and weird things going on, uh, uh, you know, my phone, it's got those you know, all that technology. It's got the voice activate. You know, I can say play a book or, you know, what time is it or play the news, whatever. And I rely so heavy on that. And uh, the other day, the girls had something and Sadie was going to take us and uh, I was going to go with them. I told Sadie, I said, I'll just sit in the car. I'll, I'll listen to something. I'll read, you know, listen to an audio book or whatever. I'll be fine. They're going to be an hour, hour and a half, whatever. I said, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Just go on. I'm all right. Well, they all get out of the car, shut the door, and there I have, I have the next hour, and I go, well, I'll listen to this, and I'll listen, I'll listen to a podcast. I'll listen to a book, whatever. Well, where I can't see my phone, I didn't know I didn't have any battery left. And five minutes after they got out of the car, my phone died. I backslid a little. <laughs> Not going to lie. And I sat there in silence. See, I know what the Lord's doing. The Lord is teaching me. He's teaching me patience. He's teaching me his goodness. He's teaching me how to lie down. We went on that small group retreat last weekend. We're out out in the middle of nowhere, wherever Greg and Debbie live. It's middle of nowhere. (laughs) And, uh, they were all going to go on a hike, and uh, I told Sadie, I said, go on, go on, I'm fine. I'll go in here and listen to my phone. I'll listen to a book. I go in there, I lay down on the bed. There's no internet. I can't listen to anything. <laughs> Annoying, I know, but I know what God's doing. Well, let me bring it to a point here. So I know... Right now, what God's doing in me is he has pinned me like he pinned the Israelites 
See, if you notice verse 1, God told Moses where to go. I don't know how much time has elapsed. I don't know if by the time God settled Israel in front of the sea, by the mountains, with the wilderness behind them, and God tells Moses, I am going to harden Pharaoh's heart. I don't know how much time went between that and Pharaoh actually being hardened and getting his army together to go after him. Could have been days. Could have been weeks. I don't know. But God led them. God put them in a strategic place where they're pinned between the mountains, between the sea, and between the wilderness. And there's nowhere to go. There's no hope. And I feel in my own life right now as though God has pinned me in. But let me tell you, as I said earlier, if God If God has planned a way in, God has planned a way out. But there are things God wants to do. So I'm learning contentment right now. I'm learning contentment in a way that I've never learned it before. That small group retreat, I had an hour and a half just to kill. I couldn't do anything. Can't do anything without my phone. I was so unfamiliar with the place, I wasn't going to venture out. I was just there in that room. And I'm learning, I'm learning what the Bible means when it says, even when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be light to me. That's what Micah 7 says. So I'm learning contentment. Well, some of the lessons are starting to stick, slowly but surely. The other day I told the Lord, I think it was earlier this week, I was praying, my heart was just so filled with thanksgiving and gratitude and I was just thanking the Lord for things and I was thinking about how I'm really gaining. I'm gaining. People will come up to me and they'll say, Chad, I'm so sorry. Listen, don't be sorry for me. I'm gaining more right now than I've ever gained in my entire life. I'm being, I'm being as transparent. I mean, I'm up here before the Lord. I'm not going to lie in God's house. Hopefully I wouldn't lie to you outside of it, but I mean, I'm not going to lie up here. If God saw fit to open my eyes today, I would worry about the work being incomplete. God's doing so much. So this week, I think it was this week. It could have been last week. I think it was this week. I was praying and I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I want you to know something. I said, I want you to know that I'm really happy. I really am. And I said, God, I want you to know that if you see fit and if you so choose to never open these eyes, as you've already told me you're going to do, but if you changed your mind and you do not want to open my eyes, Lord, I want you to know, really, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm learning. I'm gaining. There's far more gain in this than there is loss. And I was telling the Lord, all of these things. And you know, it was the most remarkable thing. I really felt as though the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And it's almost as though the Lord said, I appreciate that, Chad. You're, you're, you're getting it. You're getting it. But listen what the Lord told me. The Lord said, let me tell you why I am going to open your eyes. The Lord said, it's going to be for my glory. 
God said, people who know you and they know your story, there will not be one person who will ever look into your eyes again that they will not know that I, that I can't heal. They, not one person will be able to say, God doesn't work. God doesn't heal. God is not powerful. God is not mighty. Not one person. I'll never look anyone again, eyeball to eyeball, and they not go, what a God. That's why. That's why. If you read Exodus 14 carefully, what you find is that that story ultimately has nothing to do with Moses. It has nothing to do with the children of Israel. It has nothing to do with the Red Sea, and it certainly has nothing to do with Pharaoh or the Egyptian army. You know what it has to do with? The glory of God. That and that alone. And when you and I tap into that understanding, when you and I understand that what God allows and what God prevents and what God unblocks and what God heals and what God moves to the side, the way that God, when you and I understand that, then we really understand what Paul said. Whether you eat or whether you drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Because that's what everything is about. Our very salvation, the foundation of it is the glory of God. It's not about hell. It's not about heaven. It's not about you. It's about the glory of God. When you and I understand that, then we begin to see the difficulties of our lives in a very different perspective. We begin to see it's not really about us. It's really not about our comforts. It's not really about our choices. It's not really about our will. It's not really about what we need or what we like or what we want. It's ultimately about the glory of God. And when God makes the way, when God parts the water, then we have to step back and say, only God could have done this. So he brings forth chariot. He brings forth horses. Pharaoh thought he was calling those chariots. No, he wasn't. God was doing it. He brings forth army. He brings forth warrior. He, Pharaoh thought, no, 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 no. It was God calling all the shots. Let me tell you, Satan thinks he has the upper hand on you. Someone said it yesterday, one of, our, one of the pastors that was here, someone, someone said it, Satan always overplays his hand, always. Satan thinks he has the upper hand on you. No, let me tell you who's calling the shots in your life. It's God Almighty, and he knows exactly where you are. He put you there. You look around, you go, what in the world's happening? Let me tell you, God put you there. And if God led you in, God will lead you out. And that's our job, is to stand still. Quit being antsy. Quit getting flustered. Quit being all over the place. Quit being high and being low and being excited and getting depressed. Quit going everywhere. Just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Because notice verse 14. Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. The Lord will fight for you. He'll fight your battles. Israel wasn't alone. They had the pillar of cloud by day. They had the pillar of fire by night. 
The angel of the Lord was with them. He was working, as it says in the text. And the whole thing was a complete setup by God. To the point that here we are in this little corner of this little city, in this little part of the world, talking about it thousands of years later. It's a setup. God will lead you in, God will lead you out. So, as we come to a close today, Michael, you can come on. Listen to what he says. He says, Michael, if you'll just play for a few minutes before the team begins to play. Notice what he says. Remember not the former things. Don't consider the things of old. <laughs> listen, listen to what Moses told the people. He said, this is before they crossed on dry ground. It takes faith to do this thing. He said, the Egyptians you see today, remember what the Bible said they did? They lifted up their eyes and they saw the army coming and they panicked. They flipped out. Moses said, those Egyptians you see, you will never see them again. Don't even consider the former things. You're trapped in an affair today. Don't even consider those former things. Let God rescue you. Say, Chad, I can't walk away. Oh, yes, you can. God will make a way. You trapped in an addiction today? God will make a way. God will make a way. God will make a way. And those things that you see today, you'll never see them again. When God makes a way. When God makes a way. And notice what he says. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Can you not see? Can you not understand what God desires to do in your life? Listen, listen. I, I don't know if you understand. I, 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 I don't know if you know the new thing that God's doing in this house right now. Do we see it? Can we perceive what God is doing in this hour? In this, there's a new thing going on. A new thing. Even now it's springing forth. Can we perceive what God's doing? Say, Chad, but things are hard in my life. Yeah, things are hard in my life. But listen to what God says. I will make a way through the wilderness, rivers in the desert. And let me tell you, every day, I'm drinking from those rivers in the desert. Every single day, I'm drinking from them. God's working his plan. Let me share one last thing with you and then the worship team will come. Recently learned about how they get oil out of olives in the Middle East. You know, there's so many olive trees mentioned in the Bible and particularly in key texts like the Garden of Gethsemane. It's interesting the way an olive has to be treated. You know, an olive tree needs two types of winds to grow. Did you know that? It needs the warm, gentle winds of the West 
and it needs the harsh winds of the east if it's going to grow properly. Those times that those harsh winds come into your life, don't despise those times. God's growing you in a unique way. God's helping you in a unique way. An olive, once it bears its fruit, once an olive tree bears its fruit, they'll take those olives and because they're hardened, because they're bitter, they'll have to rinse them. They'll they'll rinse them with salt and water and they'll soak and they'll rinse and they'll soak and they'll rinse and they'll soak and it's a process. It's a long process because you know what that salt and that water does? It gets the bitter. Don't we need that, church? Don't we need that process in our own lives? And then comes the best process of all. When that olive is prepared and that olive is ready, that's when it comes to the wine press. And that's where they press that down and out of it comes its precious oil. And that oil is used in many ways, particularly in lighting lamps providing light let me tell you what I'm praying right now I'm praying God produce the oil of the Holy Spirit out of me get every drop of oil out of me for the glory of God let those harsh winds come let the soaking and the rinsing come let the pressing come that you will get every ounce of your glory out of my life. Today, are you being pressed? Don't despise that. Some of you are saying, what in the world is going on? Don't despise it. Because God's doing a work in you that only God can do. God's producing things in you that only God can produce. Nothing else can produce it. Thank God for it. Because let me tell you, God's not finished with you. Just when you think you're going to be overwhelmed, just when you think you're going to be overtaken, no, 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 no. That's when God's going to split the seas. That's when God's going to make the way. That's when God's going to do all that God has already pre-planned and already predetermined and already predestined to do. God knows what he's doing in your life. Let him have his way. Pray with me right now. Oh God, I want to say it, Lord, as the Bible says it, I want it to be my personal declaration. You are the potter, oh God. And we are the clay. We are the clay. (laughs) And just as you spoke to me during the worship today, when I told you, Lord, out of my heart, I'm clay, Lord. That's all I am, I'm clay. You're the potter, I'm I'm clay. You spoke to me and said, yeah, but you're redeemed clay. (laughs) You handle us differently handle us with grace and you handle us with mercy and you handle us with loving kindness thank you Holy Spirit thank you Holy Spirit thank you Holy Spirit 
Lord, we submit to you today. Come on, whatever you're going through, whatever you're, quit complaining. Stop murmuring. Submit to the Lord. Say, God, I'm gonna stand still and I'm gonna see the salvation of God. You've not brought me this far. You've not pinned me in to not lead me through. You're not doing that. You're gonna make the way, God. And before I ever see the way, before I ever see the miracle, I am gonna glorify you. I am gonna glorify you. Right now, today, I glorify you because you make the way. You make the way through the sea. You make a path through the mighty waters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. So press us, Holy Spirit. Press our church. Press us until you get glory out of us. Press us until the oil of the Holy Spirit fills every vessel, fills every jar. Press us, Holy Spirit. Press us, press us, press us, press us until your good work is complete. If you want to come to the altar today and pray, you are most welcome. If you want to kneel at your chair, that's what we did yesterday. We got down. We got down in our chairs. We got down on the floor praying in the chairs. and Boy, God met with us. Let me tell you where I believe we're going. The worship team is going to lead this song, I believe, or miracles, whatever it's called. I never get titles right. Let me tell you what I think God's doing. Next Sunday, we begin a brand new series called The God Of. We're going to start with Elohim. He's the God of new beginnings. We're going to talk about El Shaddai. He's the God of more than enough. Jehovah Jireh. He's God provider. Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. Jehovah Nissi. He's the God of victory. The Lord of hosts, he fights our battles. We're going to go through eight weeks, eight weeks. And I want you to purpose in your heart commit I'm going to be here all eight weeks and at the end on March 31 I'm going to do a sermon on Jehovah Rapha the God of healing the God of miracles and let me tell you you're here today and you need a miracle if that's a physical healing as in my case or you need a healing in your marriage or you need a healing from your past or you need a mental healing, an emotional healing. I don't care what it is. God's going to be, God's going to pour healing out of this house on March 31. For the next eight weeks, we're going we're gonna to build our faith and we're going to press into this thing. And we're going to watch God do miracles. How many of you believe that today? We're going to watch God do miracles. But listen, we have to do something before that. We have to fear not. So if there's any fear in your heart, you, gotta, you need to come and deal with that today. You need to kneel down and say, God, cast that fear out. I reject it in Jesus' name. No more fear, no more. Because you can't have faith and fear at the same time. It won't work. One, you'll have one over the other. And some of you need to come today and some of you need to get down. You need to pray and say, God, get fear out of me. We can't fear 
listen, we're gonna have to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Quit being antsy. Some of you need to settle down. Some of you need to quiet your heart. You need to quiet your soul. You need to quiet your spirit. You need to settle down and say, God's on my side and God's gonna fight my battles and God's gonna make a way. Praise God. I believe we're gonna see miracles. I believe we're gonna see God do the impossible. I think we're gonna see God do things that no human being can do. But we're gonna have to fear not, stand still, see the salvation of God because God is gonna fight for his people. Amen. Can we, can we thank the Lord today that he's fighting for us? If you need prayer, you come and pray during this song. You come and pray if you need prayer today.